Today on Fifth Age, we answer questions like, Whose birthday is it today? Oh, that's right. Aragorn's. It might be someone else's too, but don't tell her I told you. Thank you for joining us here in the Fifth Age. I'm Erica. And I'm Dan. Come along as we explore Tolkien's world together. You know what you're here for. Kicking Isildur into a volcano. But for real, we are here to talk about the White Tree of Gondor. In today's episode, we answer questions like, what is the deal with the White Tree? Was it like the tree that Galadriel gave Sam? Who's this Telperian guy? Hope you enjoy. Yeah, so the White Tree of Gondor. So um, part of the whole cycle of you have the kings of Gondor and then you have the stewards and then you have the return of the king seems to be about this tree. Yeah. And so what's going on there? Was it the tree? Yeah. What's the deal with the tree? As I wrote, (laughs) that was an excellent question. What is the deal with the tree? So, um, unsurprisingly, the tree the one that's in the um, the um, tower in Gondor, the dead tree. It's got a name, shockingly. Really? Tolkien named something? Weird. Yeah, he named a tree. And he named it Nimloth. That tree is named Nimloth. Okay. Uh, it's, the white tree, it's the white tree of Gondor. Um, so it's a descendant of a tree that looks exactly like Telperion, which is the tree, one of the trees of light in Valinor. So there were there were two trees in Valinor. Um, the first light in the world um, was made by uh, lamps. Was it was it the lamps first or was it the trees? Damn it! Oh, I just read the Silmarillion. Why can't I remember this? Anyway, so there were these two trees in Valinor that one of them gave golden light and one of them gave silver light. Okay. And um G- Telperion Telperion was the tree that gave silver light and it was a white tree. Um and it was killed by Morgoth and Ungoliant. Um and the light was removed from Valinor. Um so there were other trees that looked similar. So Morgoth being, just to in case people aren't up to speed, Morgoth being uh, Sauron's boss, and um, Ungoliant being Shelob's mom. Yeah, giant spider demon. Yeah, the Not giant spider demon though. This is like, it's why Kirith Ungol is called Kirith Ungol. Right, because the Ungoliant. Yeah, yeah. So, um, not okay in my book uh, just because it's a giant spider I'm not cool with that I can't even watch that part oh of, my. of the king I was playing a game yesterday and there was a giant spider in it I just saw the legs and I was like mm, I just ran the other way like nope nope nobody nope big bucket of nope um, so this tree was originally uh, grown in Numenor there was a tree in Numenor a white tree mm-hmm. and it grew there and one of the kings of Numenor had, um, like, was a seer. 
His name was Tar Palantir, actually. Huh. Interesting. Uh, so he had this prophecy that the line of kings would fail when the tree died. And by, like when the tree died, the line of, of kings of Numenor would fail. Okay. Um, and the tree was neglected. It was not cared for when Sauron was in Numenor, when the death cults arose in Numenor. They didn't take care of the oh, tree. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sauron wanted it burned, wanted it removed. But the kings, because of the prophecy, weren't really willing to do that until the last king of Numenor. Isildur snuck in at night and stole a fruit from that tree. That's like direct Herculean labor. What the heck? Yeah. And he was severely wounded in the in the process. But he he is he was he was disguised and he snuck in and stole a fruit from that is this tree. Fruit, okay, so hold up. Does this fruit give immortal life as well? No. Is like this the apple of the Hesperides? No. No. He just keeps it to make another tree. Okay, I'm just wondering because like no, it, it, really it feels cool. so Herculean to me. I know, right? And I've been playing nobody but Hercules and Smite, so uh, for <laughs> like Hercules. for like Derpules specifically for like 73 matches in a row. Nerd. <laughs> Wait, who am who am I to call you a nerd? Right. Nerd alert. Anyway. Nerd alert. Anyway, so uh, he sneaks in, he steals the fruit, barely escapes with his life, but he manages to bring it back to Middle Earth when Numenor falls. And the seedling is the, it grows in Gondor. Ch- and time it- out. <laughs> time out. <laughs> Numenor isn't part of Middle Earth? Middle Earth is part of um, Ea. Uh-huh. Existence. That's the world, Ea. Middle Earth is the c- continent. What was the point of all this? What was the question about? was about the trees? So he stole the fruit, um, and then Numenor fell. Like, and they actually destroyed the tree the day after he stole because uh, so, they knew someone had snuck in. Did you say Elendil or did you say um, Isildur? Isildur, Elendil's son. Oh Elendil. man, so that's like super cool because Elendil or because uh, Isildur is like so, always known for screwing stuff up. Oh yeah, he did some good stuff. He didn't always. Didn't try to fight the Witch King Amar by himself, did he? Oh my God, that freaking idiot! (laughs) Come on, Ianer. Anyway, um, no, but he did not destroy the ring when he could have. So that's kind of a screw up. Yeah. Anyway, but Elrond also didn't kick his butt right then either. Which kind of was a poor move on Elrond's part. Well, they are kind of related. You know what? All it takes is one Sparta kick, and we never have to deal with this. Right. But think about um, think about like Beowulf and the idea of killing your kindred. Think it's about kind of not a, not a cool thing. Think about letting the entire world burn because you didn't want to do a Sparta kick. I'm just saying. I'm not arguing with you necessarily. Plus, it would have been like a really cool ending, and I think how it should have ended should like make a new version of Lord of the Rings, where it ends with Elrond Sparta, Elrond Sparta kicking a soldier and. <laughs> Doom. Doom. Like, no, seriously, destroy it or you going down. <laughs> like, what's he going to outrun him? Come on. He's an elf. That's what he I'm saying. This. Well, and his his dad was like the most badass warrior. It's pretty cool. Anyway, um, 
Isildur. Elrond, Elrond was a little more hands off though. Anyway. Yeah, he's kind of like smart guy. He was like a, he was a standard bearer for Gilgalad in that war. I'm like I'm like done with this nonsense. So yeah. So the tree. We're talking about the tree. Yeah, we are sort of. In a sort of roundabout way. So Isildur got the fruit, Ooh. brought it back to Middle Earth, to Ga- to Gondor, planted it in the courtyard of the tower, where it was tended for years and years and years. And um, they took care of it. And even after, after there was a new tree, which there is eventually, um, that tree is not destroyed. It's buried in the halls of the kings. It's like put among the tombs of the kings. That tree is not destroyed. Um, okay. I think they got. I think they were a little. Uh, they were a little shy of burning the tree after what happened last time. Someone <laughs> did that. <laughs> and An we sink your I- continent. This entire <laughs> island just kind of sunk. Like, uh, like yeah. you do. Um, so this tree goes on, and and at some point, uh, one of the kings, possibly even Isildur, buried another fruit, cultivated another seedling, which Aragorn and Gandalf find between um, the Battle at the Black Gate and the crowning of Aragorn. There's okay. a part where there's a part where Gandalf and Aragorn go off into the mountains and they find a new seedling of Nimloth and they, um, the tree. Yeah, no, I, bring... I remember that. I was just like, I'm thinking about something else. I'm trying not to say stuff. So they bring the seedling back and there's a new tree in Gondor when Aragorn takes the throne. So it's not the same tree. So no. the tree that we see in Gondor when when Gandalf walks in to go talk to Denethor is not the same tree that's blooming during uh, Aragorn's reign. Correct. And in the movie, it's oh, not... That's so unclear to me. It's In the movie, it doesn't... It's not like that. They don't have the part where they go and find the seedling? No, I know they don't, but like, so... For, so, speaking of derivative work for a minute, um, you have the sort of Shannara... And in the Shannara Chronicles, oh. the tree that was created by Jerl Shannara um, was pivotal to the... I mean, this is the gate which holds back the demons from uh, from overrunning the earth. And that tree was... I mean, it's remade, but it's... So I guess it's a new tree, but, like, the seed is really... Um, partly a partly the seed and partly a person so i mean it's it's very similar in nature to what we're talking about here because you it's tied to the uh, to the um royal line Mm -hmm. so you're talking about the elkries right i'm talking about the elkries yeah okay and um by the way if you guys have not seen the netflix series uh the shannara chronicles uh, Manu Bennett plays Alanon, and it is fantastic. Oh, he is that. so good as Alanon. It it is not a good series, objectively. Even better, I love but it. But it is exactly what you hope it will be. If you didn't <laughs> think it was good, guys, it's not like Sam Neill Merlin, right? You're not going to like walk away from this going, "Wow, that w- those were some good performances," and I like dig this thing. It's not that. Don't go in with that <laughs> attitude. Just expect Manu Bennett to be like the most cool druid you've ever seen in your whole life because Manu Bennett reasons. And <laughs> um, and for there to be some really silly uh, stuff going on, but also 
it deals with some serious issues as well. And, you know, um, there's some cool, I, I think they capture the feeling of Terry Brooks very well as a, as a teenager, Terry Brooks was my favorite author. And so for me, when I saw it, I was super excited. And, um, this isn't like when we were talking about Pacific Rim, which we probably cut, but, um, we did. when we were like, <laughs> if you don't go see this, if you don't think that you should go see this, don't, this is not that if you're a fan of fantasy, give it a try, give it a whirl, at least get through a little bit of where Al-Anon is, is going around doing stuff. Um, because I think they capture the feeling and the, the price and the feeling of the magical system that Terry Brooks has created. I think they capture it very well. Um, because you know, sacrifice is not part of Tolkien's magical system at all, but it is part of Brooks's magical system. Um, in a way that you don't see in, um, other fantasy of the time, right. In, Mm -hmm. in other fantasy of the time or near that time period, what you saw was stuff like, um, well, anyway, I, it doesn't matter. I don't need to go off into all those tangents. But, but the the point being, like, um, there was a the price of magic was you had to be careful with it more often, whereas in in um, Brooks's world, there is a real definite price to the user of the magic. Always, it can be addiction. It can be uh, cost uh, cost in flesh. It can be something something else but there's always a price to be paid sometimes it's paid by the user of the magic sometimes it's paid by the world and the user of the magic um but it's always paid by somebody and even even um even the evil people don't get away from it they just don't care about the cost right so uh i think they captured that very well and um i think there's a second season that just came out so so get there um, also, well, I'm talking about Netflix, Black Lightning. Okay, <laughs> so we should probably get to the... To the actual like, yeah. discussion that we're having. But I think we've... Uh, oh, I, I th- More questions. Do you have more questions? Well, Did just we one. Time? So I think just one. So I was going to ask, so is this the same tree that Galadriel gives Sam a seed to? No. Um, the seed that she gives Sam is a Malorn tree, which there's, there are Malorn trees in Numenor and they are similar, but they're not really the same as the. So this isn't like, I actually was wondering if this was like maybe a seed from the golden trees line. Um, that's possible i'd need to look that up because that would be very that would be cool yeah the the fact that um the fact that she gives him a malorn um a malorn seed is pretty impressive because it is the only malorn west of the misty mountains yeah and And sam is sam not and not in (laughs) valinor yeah and sam is sam um so the only places they grow in the mortal world are Numenor, Lothlorien, and the one in the Shire. That's really cool. That's all, that's all I wanted to ask. Cool. I just wanted to ask about that seed because I know it's not in the movie, but it's it's um, what's different in the movie. So 
she gives him the box of dirt, yeah. right? She gives him a rope in the movie, and she, she doesn't give him, him a box of dirt. No, there's no scarring of the Shire in the movie. He oh, doesn't need it. Man. Well, but in they, my mind, she gives him a box of dirt in the movie, and that's the way I'm going to watch yeah. the movie forever. It happens off camera. I'm so glad. That's not my fault. Great. Um. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. I think the box of dirt is way better. There's one part in the movie uh, where a box falls out of Sam's pocket and he gets Frodo to catch it. They're they're in the MN Mule and they're going down a rope. And Sam drops a box and Frodo catches it and he falls off the rope and like, oh, no. But he lands and it's fine. It's a box of salt um, and herbs. Hmm. But when I saw it, I'm like, oh, did she give him a box of dirt, too? And they just didn't show it. You know, what would have been really cool is if they wouldn't have said what was in it. Yeah. Well, gang, it's been a ride on my end, but we finally got there. This is the last of the Gondor content, at least for now. Looks like Fionor is next, but give us a little wiggle room. We will try to be more consistent in the coming months. After all, according to one fan... I mean, the last thing we want is for you to slowly decline into corrupted husks of your former selves as you go mad for want of something you can only get right here. Seriously, though, it's good to be missed. As always, if you have any questions, you can contact us by email at show at fifthagepodcast.com, or you can tweet at us at fifthagepodcast. We'd love to hear any feedback, and reviews are always welcome. As always, music is provided by the amazing Dr. Turtle. You can find him on Bandcamp. Thanks for listening. See you next time.